All right, we are rolling. Testing, 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 testing. Episode 95, Grayson. So I guess we're, we're back. Um, I guess we're getting pretty close to episode 100, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, originally, we were supposed to do episode 100. It would have fallen when Jesse was away, but we've missed a few weeks of podcasting. Uh, sorry, you guys. We're going to make it up to you. Uh, we promise. But we Jesse... We should like, quadruple down every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Um, i to close that door, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. But anyway, so our good friend Jesse, you've heard him on the show before. He's in Europe. He was at the Monaco Grand Prix, which is insane. He got to see Nico Rosberg. They were doing like an interview with him and stuff. Um, but anyways, so we will actually be able to do, uh, Grayson, episode 100 when Jesse's back. It should fall just after he gets back. We so. need to like plan something for that. I don't know if we want to have like episode 100 be like our first episode with a sponsor and possibly put that money towards a little uh, celebration <laughs> or something like that. Sure, but, yeah. You know, possibly. I think, we, I think we need to go big. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what exactly car events are going to be coming up during that period of time or in that window, but uh, we probably won't be back at a Soyuz, but, you know, to have some kind of, uh, like, night thing, maybe up in Whistler or something like that, and maybe go and uh, do a couple, uh, do, do a little bit of filming that day, and then mm-hmm. do a, kind of a little bit of a celebration. No, I agree. That's a good uh, good plan. Thank you guys for listening, by the way. Uh, we will definitely try our best to keep doing one podcast a week. Uh, we've been filming a crap ton, Grayson. We have like 10 videos for our YouTube channel that need to be edited and released. Pretty close. Like it, full it, big is it, features. Is it actually 10? Like how many did we... Like we were up in a Soyuz um, basically for what, three nights, four mm-hmm. days, and we did a whole bunch of filming while we were up there. Mm-hmm. Now, some stuff definitely did fall through, but that being said, it was kind of interesting just to kind of get out there and kind of play it by year. Um, we didn't get as much done um, uh, filming-wise at Area 27 as we would have liked, but we actually were able to get some really cool stuff we haven't actually done before. Yeah. Um, like we, we did a drifting event, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, um, they basically two guys, uh, they had the track to themselves in the morning. They were like, hey, come down and shoot. And then also, it was my first time ever being kind of in a somewhat of a rally situation, like um, off-road kind of rally with an Audi, which was actually really cool. Yes, yeah, no, we filmed a B4 Quattro or something. I forget the exact, like, chassis code for the car. Um, But yeah, we did, uh, basically, we shot at Area 27, which is, like, circuit driving. We didn't actually get to drive on the track, right? But we filmed that, and then we filmed rally driving, and we filmed drifting. All in kind of three days, which I'm pretty excited about. You yeah, know? Uh, um, we also went to August Motorsports. Nothing crazy exciting happened there, but we were able to sit in a lot of uh, newer luxury kind of high high end performance cars, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, and we got to kind of compare them side by side, which was a really unique experience. We didn't really get a chance to do that in the past. So yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, that that was basically our weekend. And uh, yeah, in the past few weeks, we've shot like an RB25 swapped. Uh, S14 drift or S13 drift car, and then we shot like a Chevy Nova and stuff. Um, but back to August Motor Cars, they had a Spiker C8 there, which I had never seen in person before. That was the that's basically the uh, for those of you who don't know, they used to make airplanes Spiker, and then they stopped making airplanes for a long time, and somebody bought up the name uh, and the brand and made it into a supercar manufacturer. So we got to see the Spiker. We got to see. This was probably probably my favorite thing about going to August was they had a Ferrari 575 Marinello. It wasn't the, it was the F1 automatic transmission gearbox, but the 575 which is the big V12 front engine car and then they had the next generation which is the 599. So we got set in the 599 which was unreal and then they also had an F12 which is the newest version of the V12 big V12 Ferrari, right? So like you're saying to compare them actually side by side and back to back. 
was really cool. See, now, we filmed, uh, what was it, an SLS AMG Black Series mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and they did have an SLS AMG there. It wasn't yeah. Black Series. Um, now, I understand it's a dr- very driver-focused car, but I find it a little disappointing that they kind of, like, it's a very high-end car, a lot of power, like, great technology, um, but kind of comparing it to the interior of Ulrich C63, it looks identical. Right, you would think that if you're gonna have like oh, now, of course, again, it, the car's focused on driving, so it's less about all the features and everything like that. But that being said, yeah. when you're spending that kind of money, like all the dials, or at least the two main dials, they are kind of cheap plastic. Like it's that was a little bit of a letdown. But other than that, I think it was it, it was really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I I like the SLS, but the the differences in the interior between the SLS and the C63 AMG, like the previous generation. The SLS has a lot, well, it's a little bit wider, right? So the center console's wider. It's just got a bunch more carbon fiber, and then there are, like, a few more extra buttons yeah. for, like, the, the features that the C63 doesn't have. But there was something that actually got me really excited, which I've never really thought of in the past, and that was the new S-Class. Yeah, Massage yeah, yeah. seats, like, that thing is, like, honestly, I'm not a big fan of the overall appearance. It's pretty big. It's pretty bulky. It's massive, yeah. But that being said, like, driving up to um, Kelowna and back in Ulrich's uh, C63 AMG, it, your back was hurting after that. And it was, like, you really? know, oh, yeah. Like, it, it was, that was brutal when I got home. Like, oh. it was just stuck in traffic, going slow. It's just, you know, and that's, it's very difficult to find a car where you can drive for that amount of time. Like, we left at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We didn't really, uh, kind of. But we've been driving. Yeah, we were we driving since like the morning, and then we basically didn't get home till like ten o'clock. We probably did like six to eight hours of driving. Yeah, on Sunday. So yeah. at that point, I'm like, all right, my next kind of car is gonna have to have <laughs> massage seats. Yeah, and it's funny because a friend uh, that we've kind of half shot before, um, he, he has an FD RX7, and he gave me his old. Uh, I think it's I'm pretty sure it's a replica Momo fixed back racing seat for my car, right? Um, I still have to get, like, rails and stuff. And I wanted to get it put in before we went to Kelowna. Aren't you glad you didn't? I'm glad I didn't. Because as as much as I am really excited to have a fixed back seat in my car, which would be awesome, you know, from going to White Rock to Maple Ridge, hit, hitting up some back roads, and then driving home. But not not to Kelowna. You need to find a way <laughs> that you can have, like, a quick release system. So you have one stock seat in the passenger seat. And you, you can even take the driver's seat and put it where the passenger mm-hmm. seat is right now. And then if you're going doing, like, a long road trip to have, like, a quick release system so we can just swap the seats and then screw over your passenger yeah no kidding right. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly no that was good i i had a good time uh, august was great unfortunately we didn't get to drive any cars this time in august a bit disappointing uh or get they didn't take us out or anything they're doing some construction there and whatnot um so hopefully august motor cars uh we can get behind the wheel of some cars in the future that would be awesome the only reason I was a little upset about that is because, you know, and it's totally fair. I mean, we're a YouTube channel. They don't want to give us keys to... We're still on the under- we're still on the up and up, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, I, the fact that they're looking for other, like, YouTubers to come out and drive their cars, that kind of hurt a little bit. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Doug DeMuro. They're, they're in talks with Doug DeMuro. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But yeah. uh, Doug DeMuro's channel is kind of blowing up right now. It's um, like Smoking Tire, isn't it? Uh, or Smoking Tire at Area 27. No, I don't think area at uh, the island, Vancouver Island oh, Motorsports right, Park. Right. Oh, speaking of Area Twenty Seven, um, Kenny Chesney was there, wasn't he? Kenny Chesney was there. No, some country star. Oh no, 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 it wasn't Kenny Chesney. Who's who said that? I forget who it was. It was Ulrich. He was saying that he was following. Um, I forget. Who I remember. Yes, yeah, some f- country singer who I definitely had heard of before was at Area Twenty Seven. For those of you who don't know Area Twenty Seven, I mean, we've talked about it at length for the past like four years, three years. Um, 
it's basically the biggest road course, road circuit, racetrack uh, in Canada, west of Ontario. And definitely one of the biggest in the entire Pacific Northwest of North America. So, really exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had, like, a... It was a great launch overall. Grand opening, yeah. Grand opening. Um, like, I mean, of course, they've been driving on the track, uh, but, like, up For like until a year. this point. <laughs> yeah, but, like, this was the official media big launch. They had, like, live music. They had food. They had a um, whole bunch of cars on display. Mm. Like, it, it was a really nice event. Um, but, of course, because there were so many people there, we had to, you know, we weren't able to get as much footage as we have been in the past with, yeah. like, pretty much exclusive access. Um, but, yeah, we had to get media passes and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to get on that track and go at a decent pace. Yeah. Um, our friend um, Ben, right, with mm-hmm. the um, um, ACR Viper, he was doing laps there today, and I can't wait to be able to go shotgun in that car. Um, I mean, like, it's one thing, again, we kind of went around the track in, I guess, the Honda Fit last time. Yeah, and a Golf R. And Bill a Golf R. But I mean, like, R, yeah. now, now, let's be clear, like, we weren't going fast. It was just kind of as a tour, right? Yeah. Um, he, t- he took a couple corners that were like... Yeah, but no, he he wasn't he wasn't like t- race pace whatsoever. Yeah, but even no. still, going that slower speed, uh, so, uh, that slower speed, you're still able to appreciate all the corners and dips and everything about the track because you can just imagine how you'd have to alter the way you're driving uh, when you're going at a faster rate. Sure. So I'm yeah. just excited to actually experience the track how it's made to be experienced, kind yes. of like at full speed. Um, but yeah, they had like motorcycles there, which I think was really cool. Um, a like bunch of open be, wheel cars. That stuff. would be a experience and a half going around like on a high speed bike going around that track. Like, yeah. oh my God, that would just be nuts. No, I, I agree. And I'm super glad that they have all this insane variety. Like you can bring your, you know, whatever project track car that's like a E46 M3 or something. You could totally take it out on the track. And then... For the grand opening, they had like the cool, uh, this cool ribbon cutting. It wasn't really a ribbon cutting, but they basically brought a, um, a 918, a P1, and Rob's SLS Black Series that we were road shocking in last year on the track. Um, they came down the front straight and basically just quote unquote broke the ribbon as they drove past, which was nuts. I think I missed that. I saw like the little bit of ribbon stuck in the car, but um, you missed I, the actual I, like... I, I, them actually going through. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. We have it on video, so okay, sweet. <laughs> you guys will see it. Um, oh, yeah, back to Ben. There's one thing uh, I saw this morning. So this, I guess, this smaller newspaper in Oliver uh, published a video on their as part of their kind of write-up on the track. And they, because uh, we missed getting in Ben's car earlier that day, uh, so he got to ride shotgun in Ben's car. And he has a video of it, and it's, it's hilarious. This guy's clearly never been in any sort of high-performance driving situation. He's in the passenger seat. <laughs> First off, like not to shit on this newspaper, but you need a wider lens if you're going to be uh, shooting video in a shotgun or riding especially shotgun. in an ACR. Like it was super shoulder shaky. to shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's besides the point. So he was asking Ben, like, "Oh, what's what car are we driving? How many? How much horsepower? And whatever." And then Ben's like, "Yeah, we're just going on out for a warm up lap, you know, to get the tires warm, get a feel of the track." Uh, and on the first corner of the warm up lap, when they're going like 2,000 RPM, just he's like, "Whoa, the G forces!" And then when they really get going, and at the end of the, you can see in his write up, he's like, "Ben's car was was very fast and a little bit scary." <laughs> See, like that's one thing that I find a little bit frustrating is that I mean, I, t- to some degree, having somebody with zero experience in cars is almost good for the general population because mm-hmm. they're having to explain to people who've never been in a car like that before or on a track the uh, kind of what it's like. So, in a certain degree, I think it's good having an amateur's view, but at the same time, it's almost like a waste because the people you really want knowing about it, like you know, they're not going to take that seriously. So, thinking like, oh, going two thousand RPM and feeling yes. the G force, like that's kind of a 
joke, but like, yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, you could tell this guy was genuinely uh, excited and a little bit frightened yeah. and stuff. And Ben was actually telling me that his ta- his lap times in his ACR are still not even as fast as his lap times in his C five Z O six. Which wow. has like 200 less horsepower, way less grip, but it's just because he's like, I'm over the next like kind of month or so, over the next like three or four weeks, he'll, he should be able to shave like a substantial amount, just because the ACR is such a like it's got so much downforce. You have to go so fast in order for the downforce to actually work. And now, when you, you know, say a substantial amount, like clarify, like in terms of like you're on a two area seconds, 27, two seconds, seconds is like a substantial amount. Two or three seconds that's is like, substantial. That's on area like missing yeah. a few shifts here and there, but I guess yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because his car's manual, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm so disappointed that they're uh, not making them anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. You're right. They did stop stop the Viper. So production. what was the last year of the Viper? The one he has. I believe. 2016. They maybe they made a 2017, but he does have a 2016 ACR, and I believe that was the last year. Now, to be fair... Okay, they'll stop this year, yeah, so they're still so making them, actually. 2017. Yeah. Now, like, to be fair, I understand that their market isn't massive, um, but it's almost disappointing because, like, you know, in terms of, like, um, you take a look at Porsche or anything else, any, any of the other higher-performance cars, um, they're sold all around the world, and there's a market for them all around the world. Whereas the Viper, there isn't a market it's for it, right? I mean, it's America. all North America. Yeah. So you're not going to really get the appreciation or the interest in the car um, unless it's picked up in Europe and, you know... It's it's really well known, right? Um, and I find that disappointing because it's a beautiful car. It's really unique, crazy fast. It has like, you know, the historic kind of, again, more of the, most cars don't have manual gearboxes anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, you still have that interaction with the car, that raw horsepower. Like, oh, yeah. I find it so disappointing that it's not more popular around the world. No, I agree. Um, and even now, I guess Ford kind of had to do it with the Mustang to keep it, uh, you know, profitable was to start selling it right-hand drive in uh, Europe, which they only started doing for the first time in the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. I guess it doesn't seem like a very big or well-known car. People in Europe love Mustangs and American cars. Yeah, yeah. They're selling a lot of them over there. Yeah. Just because it's like, it's a novelty. They like to be, it's like Richard Hammond. He likes American stuff. You would think (laughs) that like, you know, if they're going to start with any car, start with something that's a little bit, you know, something that's a little bit more impressive than a Mustang. Well, yeah, but that's and also they didn't start selling the V8 until like a year or two after they started selling it. So the, yeah. the Europeans only got like the inline four for the first like year. Or two, like that's I think. like no but, wonder they went on like they went under. Like, like they went under, right? What um, the Mustang? Like no. Ford? What are you talking about? Didn't Ford? Didn't they go bankrupt? Or was that GM? I don't know. I can't keep track. I'm pr- I'm Ford's sure. doing amazing right now. In no, the last five years, right now, Ford is doing like the best they've ever done. But like one of the big um, like North American companies like went bankrupt and they had to get bailed out. Um, well, oh, back in two thousand eight. Something. I think, like it, I think it was pretty much when the economy crashed. It was pretty much all of them. They had to get bailed out. Yeah. GM definitely. One hundred percent GM. So it's probably GM that I was thinking about. But either way, yeah. you'd think that like. I would love to talk to some of these people who are making these decisions. Like, to be fair, um, a lot of people with, like, the inline four, like, you know, in, in Europe, feels very expensive. So I understand why they would think putting a inline four in one of the cars would be a good idea. But that's not why people buy a Mustang. Exactly. I mean, like, people buy it because it used to be, or at least it was, a muscle car. It's loud, um, fast. Loud, yeah. fast. And it's like you're basically, you have the right idea, but then go and make a four-cylinder car specifically for Europe. 
Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're going to give them one of your cars that's world-renowned, it's kind of like has that historic, like, again, like a Mustang is one of those classic, like, timeless, uh, not so much the new ones, but, you know, the older ones are the timeless muscle car. At least give them a muscle car. Don't give them a bloody shell of a muscle car <laughs> sure, with, like, yeah. my sized engine for a Cobalt in, inside of it, right? Yeah. Like, you want to go something a little bit bigger. No, yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a weird market. I mean, I'm, I think the Viper that it's ending is, it's not like a good thing, but they finished off. I mean, the new ACR, like they finished off with a bang. The new ACR has the lap record on so many tracks, like Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. Uh, It laps it faster than a Porsche 918. And a 918 is a million dollars and the ACR is about 140 and the ACR has a manual transmission. So all these companies that are like, oh, we have to, we have to put a dual clutch in our car because it makes it faster than a manual. 100% 100% true, it does make it way faster than any human can shift, but Dodge was like, no, we're going to prove to you with the right aero, the right weight distribution, the right tires, and a manual, you can still go faster than a million dollar hypercar. I just find it so frustrating. <laughs> like, why don't they make a right-hand drive? If it has all these records on all these like like famous tracks, and yeah. it's beating the 918, like there must be so much interest for it. Why not just make a right-hand drive and then sell it to uh, uh, sell it in Europe? Yeah. Like I'm sure if if the Mustang's popular, come on, the Viper like is, would get, sell way more. You know what the thing is though? A lot of people thought the well, pretty much overwhelmingly everybody agreed the, that the new Viper was overpriced, and they had it overpriced for a while. Dodge actually had to cut the t- uh, the price tag on it by like twenty grand because nobody was buying. What them. was it at? I think it was at like one forty or one fifty. Yeah, but and they, I mean, they're selling them for like one twenty. Like you have to remember, like what you're buying. It's like, well, first of all, like how many cars are still manual, and how yeah. many cars are still manual and able to beat a nine eighteen. To be fair, Laguna Seca lap time beat the beats the nine eighteen. Nurburgring the nine eighteen still holds the record, I believe. Okay, but even so, on sir, I mean, it beat it on one of the most popular tracks in all of the states, right? Yeah. So yeah, it does, it can beat the 918 in certain uh, circumstances. Like when you look at the engine, when you listen to the car, when you when the car rolls up, that's a easy over six figure car. I mean, like in reality, I might take that over. Eh, that's a bit tough. I was gonna say I might take that over like an R34, R35, right. something like that. Yeah. Oh, um, I would definitely take it over an R35. I think. Yeah. An ACR Viper over a GTR. Yeah. Yeah, like For you, sure. that, that's the thing. Is if I'm buying an, an ACR Viper, it's a driver's car. It's not something you take on a road trip necessarily, unless you have a secondary car or only yeah. one for a couple of days, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's small. It's kind of like um, again, it's kind of like a Lotus, right? Like they're they're pretty they're pretty big cars. No, they're big, but again, it's driver focused. It's yes, just like yeah. um, an SLS AMG Black Series. Yeah, or the an inside SLS AMG, yeah. right? It's it's all about kind of like there's not a lot of space. There's not a lot of trunk. Like you know, it's a small, but it's a driver focused car. So mm-hmm. you're buying that car to drive it right yeah. if whereas kind of like a you know a, a gtr or something like that it, it's a little bit more spacious you can start you, you know you could take it across country relatively easy um but i mean oh man to have the acr going down highway well i guess what trans canada highway yeah just like flooring it like oh my god that'd be so much fun yeah like, that, that, i would love to do what um what's that guy's name that went across the states Oh, uh, Alex Roy. Alex Roy, but yeah. do that in Canada. Just get like a whole bunch of radar detectors, radar jammers. Yeah, see, it wouldn't be. See, in the states, you're going through like a bunch of different counties, a bunch of different cities, 
throughout the entire way. In Canada, you could be driving for like 10 hours and not see a single person. Right, so I can see like, that getting a little be, boring. No, but at the same time, it's like there's so much variation in the road and stuff like that. Now, of course, when you go through Alberta, it's pretty much a straight line. For like half the country, more than half the country, it's probably just a, like Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba is you basically just up to like flat. 300 kilometers an hour. This, yeah, yeah, this is true. Yeah. I wonder how fast, I wonder if it's been done in Canada. Like, actually done in a serious way versus Honestly, just, like, I don't think it would get the, the press. Like, even Alex Roy, I mean, he made he wrote hey, a book Terry about Fox it. Terry Fox did a pretty like, good job. <laughs> he did good branding-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. We should drive across Canada as fast as we can for MAD. Mothers Against Drink Drunk Driving. <laughs> Do, like, oh, a I'm little down. fundraiser. <laughs> I would be totally down. Have, like, a helicopter and stuff. Yeah, no, Area 27 was good, though. There, I mean, there's always a... A giant list of cars that go you see up there. I mean, everything from Vipers, like you said, you got the P1. Oh yeah, there was a um, uh, Aventador SV that was there. That's like seven hundred thousand, isn't it? Yeah, roughly, yeah, seven or eight hundred thousand Canadian. Um, and there was obviously your GT3s, GT3 RSs. There's a couple, um, a bunch of open wheel cars. There's a few Radicals. Um, and we saw like a really small car, like a cheap consumer car. What was a Fiat? Not a Fiat. Um... Uh, the, the, there was like a family little, little tiny car, a Ford um, Fiesta or Focus? Focus RS. Focus, Focus RS, right. Some nice cars. Yeah. But Very. like, it's just such a variety. I mean, you go yeah. from a Focus RS to a P1. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, you know, it doesn't really make too much sense, but, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. But yeah, Area, that being said, Area 27 definitely lends itself way more, and it plays to the strengths of the big fast like downforce focused cars yeah. like the p1 and the aventador sv and stuff yeah because some of the corners are like insane see like now that area 27 really in there there has to be like i guarantee you there's gonna be a great business opportunity you definitely need a little bit of capital or startup but like to have like track insurance or some kind of like repair shop close by um because i mean in all over that that's just where area 27 is there's not a whole lot of stuff around no i mean there's nowhere you're gonna bring a five six seven hundred thousand dollar car to at least mm-hmm. right you're flat betting that thing to clona at least right if, well if not farther spirit ridge or, or are you talking about no, for... I mean, what, what if you like crash your car or you mess right. something up or blow an engine or something like that right like where are you going to get it repaired in oliver yeah no that's, I mean, dude, that's they impo- may have a mr lube <laughs> they don't even have a hospital in a soyuz we had to go past oliver when uh, no, jesse fell off the mountain no, yeah they don't have a hospital in a soyuz but there's one in oliver oh and oh yeah we yeah. had to drive from a soyuz to oliver yeah, yeah. That was the closest hospital. But yeah, anyways, it's, um, yeah, no, you're right to have, and I'm sure those things will start to pop up. Like they've already got, um, a bunch of developments going on from like new hotels and stuff just because already the added amount of traffic and money coming into, uh, like Oliver and Penticton specifically. It's quite crazy to be honest. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's driving the town. economy. They're noticing yeah. the shift in the economy from this racetrack coming to it. Yeah. And but like you have to remember, it's not like there's a whole bunch of people being drawn because of that one racetrack. Like in terms of scale, it's just that the people it's drawing are worth like a decent amount of money. Yes. So it's like it's just they're bringing a lot of money with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're not your average income earners. No. Yeah. Um, but that being said, speaking of tracks, we I don't know how much we want to give away on this, but in a few weeks, we will be on a racetrack. The basically yeah. the the competitive they're the competitor to Area Twenty Seven here in uh, BC. Two new tracks basically got built at the exact same time here in BC. Uh, one that is west of Vancouver on Vancouver Island, right? You got to take a ferry, and then one that's east, which is Area Twenty Seven in kind of like the desert-ish spot of uh, BC. 
So yeah, June 25th, we will hopefully be out at Vancouver Island Motorsports Circuit doing some laps, which is absolutely insane. I've been waiting years of my life, probably 10 years of my life to drive on a racetrack. So we're going to be able to <laughs> like actually do some proper filming and yeah. have it be legal. And for the first time we can actually tell you the location of where we're filming. <laughs> exactly. Actually. Yeah, that's true. We, yeah. We'll be able to put uh, cameras on the speedos. We'll be yeah. able to actually be like, yep, yeah, Vancouver Island motorsports circuit. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're shooting with um, Vancouver Island. Uh, oh, what is it called? Vancouver Island circuits exotics racing or something like that like we're gonna get so many videos out of that like people have been asking about like updates for your car but i mean it would be cool to do like comparison like you know do like a couple features of course but then at the same time do like some shorter videos but like mr2 versus this or like how does it compare Mm -hmm. to this type of track right like which one's better yeah um but kind of like do some versus kind of videos we've been trying to do for a while because those get like tons of views yeah yeah, no, I don't, we don't have the track, like, to ourselves. Like, there right. will be other, as far as I know, there's going to be other people on the track while we're on there. Um, as far as I know, but it's a, basically, they run, uh, like, exotic, well, they have exotic car rentals, too, and experiences, they say, which some of them include track days, which is what this is, and then, basically, they're just letting us in on this. Um, to do some shooting, uh, should, he gave me a text with the cars they're bringing out. I don't know what we're going to be able to drive or not drive, but should we say them? Because I'm like yeah, let's, incredibly let's excited. It. Okay, so uh, he texted me and he was like, "Okay, so we're bringing out a McLaren 540C." Wow, which is the bottom of the line McLaren right now, which is still above the line of a lot of cars that we've driven. <laughs> About 170 grand new. Wow, they don't sell it in the states; they only sell the 570, which is the one step up. Right. So Canada and the UK get the lowest of the low model, yeah. but it's still got the doors that go up, still got the same engine. Yeah, you can it, really can't tell much of a difference. No, exactly. Um, so there's that. Uh, he said they might have a Ariel Atom out there, which is crazy. Again, um, <laughs> they have a. Aston Martin V8 Vantage, which is pretty cool. That's uh, hopefully we'll be able to get behind the wheel of that. And then um, Ariel Adam, that would be a blast. Like, what do those things go for? Oh, I have. Well, the base model, I don't know, like sixty, seventy. Yeah, there's not much car there. No, that's uh, that's why it's we're gonna use it on it's a track. Street, it's street legal though. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you can drive them on the street technically if you really wanted to. Which I mean, who wouldn't? But yeah, those are those are the three cars he uh, confirmed: the McLaren, the uh, Ariel Adam, and the Aston Martin Vantage. I don't know what we'll be driving, what the scenarios will be, how many videos we'll be able to come out of this. You know, details still need to be ironed out. But the point is, we will be driving on a racetrack. That's the bottom line. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. So that's in a couple of weeks. I wonder if yeah. Johanna's gonna be up there too. By would the way. that line up with our hundredth um, uh, episode? Ooh. I wonder if that I mean, would it work. could. We could make it work, but Jesse won't be back till like five days after the event. Oh, really? No. Even or we still. could just leave Jesse out. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> uh, he, he can do a shout out on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's that's a good idea though, and we have uh, we have a place to crash too. Johanna said we can stop at her place, and she's going to be out there five too. Five people again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. Also, yeah. I have to say thank you to Johanna because she introduced me to the owner of uh, Vancouver Island Exotics Racing. I yeah, believe it's she called. really came through. She did come through. Yeah. Shout out Johanna. Uh, she's been on the show before. You guys go follow her uh, Sapphire S15 on Instagram. Oh, so she she uh, decided on a new Instagram. Yes, yeah. Sapphire S15. That's I don't really like it that much to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, Johanna, but like, no, not really. It sounds like something out of Ze- um, Zelda or something like that. Like I would sure. not really realize that would be like a car. Going, like, hunting for gems or something. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. Uh, what else did we film? Do we want to talk about a little bit more about the, the off-roading or drifting? Or yeah, like- I mean, like, the off-roading uh, for, like, the rally car was a lot of fun. Um, it was kind of a pain in the ass to film just yeah. because there's so much bloody dust on the one road we decided to end up filming on. But, like, a Soyuz is beautiful in terms of just, like, the amount of different roads and back roads um, well, you we, can film on. Or Kelowna, We shot that in one Kelowna, yeah. But, like, a so. Um, a Soyuz in general, I mean, it's that's probably my favorite place to film. Uh, just in terms of the drive up there, it's just beautiful. And then it's just all vineyards and open roads. It's yeah. like there's nobody out there. It's like the most beautiful area um it's always warm and stuff like that the roads are surprisingly well maintained i mean like They're very nice yeah. i shouldn't say well maintained because it doesn't look like there's very much stuff that actually happens to no. them um <laughs> but it's just that they're very smooth there's not a lot of potholes um you have your off-roading areas as well as your road areas so you can drive a variety of cars in a variety of different uh kind of climates and environments um but yeah oh yeah and the entire time, uh, I'm pretty sure, well, off the main highways, we did not see a single police officer. Yeah, we were told that there was a whole bunch. I, honestly, I think back. that was because of the crash. I think that's yeah, probably what they probably. were seeing yeah. was that police incident. But yeah, no, uh, off-roading with the, yeah, Grayson got some insane drone shots above uh, above Kelowna with the Audi rally car, just like Kelowna in the background, and then, you know, this dirt road, um, and there's a bunch of other people up there, you know, dirt biking and driving whatever other cars but like, see that's what i really like um about the, some of the stuff we filmed recently is like we've done so many skyline videos we've done so many super videos so it's kind of nice to you know like, get away from that like you have like the subaru wrx fan who films a lot on subarus and it's just kind of like it's fine but yeah. you know i don't like to be necessarily vehicle specific or vehicle fo- focused because it's kind of like you need to like test the waters of different kind of um you know different cars so i mean like we've done again a lot of jdm cars just because we're in vancouver and it's a really big market for our jdm cars here um but that being said it's kind of nice we filmed the nova recently kind of like an old muscle car kind of thing like that like yeah it's just nice to be mixing things up. Um, so I'm excited for these videos releases coming out. Um, I think you guys are going to really like it. No, I agree. Definitely. Uh, and it's also funny cause this Friday we're just talking about filming like a bunch of skylines. <laughs> yeah. But now to be fair, like we're, um, we're meeting up with people from Alberta. So yes, locales, uh, YouTube channel, uh, basically the other big modified automotive YouTube channel in Canada. Yeah. Um, so we're meeting up with I them. I honestly didn't know we had another one. No, I didn't know until pr- – I heard about them about six months ago, I would say. That's kind of when they hit, like, 60,000, 70,000 subs. And- no, we don't have another one in, in uh, BC, right? Like, they have some smaller ones there's in a few, BC, yeah, there's, but, like, there's nothing a few. over 100,000 subscribers. Not as far as I know. Right. That is correct. Um, but, yeah, we'll be hitting up with uh, – meeting up with Locals and uh, 403 Media as well. They do a lot of, like, uh, freelance stuff uh, in Alberta. They're from Calgary. For the big Driven show this weekend. Now, we aren't going to Driven. Uh, because we've got to shoot with a Mustang GT350, and to be honest, I'd rather drive a GT350 on a twisty road than go inside an air-conditioned building and look at modified cars and stance cars. See, no, nothing, like, nothing like say no, bad about I mean, it, like, but I'd rather drive and shoot a driving I, video. I, but personally, I don't necessarily mind car meets and like car shows. Um, I don't have much patience for them, just in terms of like you know to go there for a couple hours, hang out, have a couple beers. It's fine. Um, filming is one of the most boring things to film. Um, you're surrounded by it's people. It's tough too. And it's, yeah, it's tough. You're in cramped areas. You, you know, in order to actually get close to a car, you have like five or six other people in your shot. Um, it's, it's not very fun to film. Um, 
it's just kind of when I'm used to the type of driving, the filming that we are kind of that, that we're known for, it's a little bit disappointing just to be able to sit there and look at a car. I mean, it's one thing to sit in there and say, "Oh, this is nice," but mm-hmm. at some point you want to drive it. So I'm happy that we have uh, you know one of the new Mustangs coming up. Yes, yeah. Very special Mustang, too. Um, but, yeah, honestly, when we go film, like, I'd rather have an adrenaline-filled shoot that's, like, you know, you're kind of on edge or it's exciting. you got stuff going on. you got to, like, coordinate with people um, rather than – I mean, kind of the same thing. Where we only spent, I don't know, what, two, two and a half hours at August Motor Cars, which seems like a lot. But there were there were a lot of cars that we got to sit in. And, I mean, to sit in McLarens and stuff was – and Ferraris was amazing – but I'd rather be driving. Always, of course. Always. But in terms of like car shows and car meets and stuff like that, I would say August Motorsports was probably the best experience I've had. <laughs> yeah. Just because it was a private tour. I mean, there's yeah. no one else there. It was just us and a whole bunch of very nice, expensive cars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like that's a little bit different because you're not having to wait in lineups. You're not having to like ask people's permission. It's just, I want to sit in this one, this one, this one. Pass me the keys. Um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were very, they were very nice at August Motor Cars. Speaking of sitting in cars and asking for keys, the yeah. aircraft one. Which one? That was the Spiker. Spiker. That was oh the Spiker. yeah, the remote yeah. for the Spiker. <laughs> Supposedly it was like eight. It cost eight thousand dollars to replace. Yeah. It looks like a bloody watch. It's circular. It's made out of like um, galvanized steel or something like that. Um, it's see through, so you can see all the working components and everything. But it has like unlock buttons for each door. Yeah, yeah, for the left and right, you unlock yeah. and lock them separately if you want from the key fob. Now, there's only three buttons on there, but yeah. like, what's the third one for? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I, it was really cool. It's just you don't want to lose it or drop it down a drain. N- no, not at all. That's and like dropping my car down a drain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty my good. car and a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, my car is like worth about as much as that key. That was <laughs> definitely my one of my favorite cars, though. The Spiker is like the interior on that car is oh, it's beautiful i can't wait for you guys to see the video um see, but yeah it's it's unlike you know the sls um how the key fob is the exact same as like a forty thousand dollar yeah Mercedes, that i right? find really disappointing as yeah. well right um you know key fobs are again it's very it, it, they really don't matter um in the long run mm-hmm. but that being said when you are past a key and you have a nice car, you kind of want to, you, you want the first experience before you even see the car to be, wow, like that's, that is cool, right? Yeah. I mean, like when you're throwing the keys to a Ferrari, you want something that screens Ferrari, right? Like you don't want to be like throwing like, again, like Chevy Cobalt keys and just like, no. oh, okay, it's rubber buttons. Like you want something like a little bit unique. Um, yeah, what's called the Maserati does some really good designs for their keys. Oh yeah. Um, they had like one with like a crystal or something like that. Well, yeah, Aston Martins come with crystals, too. They're nice. But, yeah, no, exactly. When you're buying a $300,000 car and you uh, walk up to the bar and you put your keys down, you don't want to be putting down, like, the Mercedes key that could just be a used $30,000 C-Class. Uh, or, on the other hand, it could be a $300,000 SLS, right? I like Aston Martin keys, too. Yeah, m- maybe cool. that was what I was thinking about. But, yeah, it's, um, like, my, my friend, he goes to um, goes to his uncle's place and his uncle has a Ferrari um, so he goes out to the clubs and stuff like that and just carries the key. <laughs> He's like, it was like, clean up. That's funny. Yeah, the, like, those are actually pretty nice. The Maserati ones are. Yeah, are for decent. sure. Yeah, like Aston Martin, again, it's just, they stand out, right? It's something yeah. that's unique. It's cool. Um, Tesla, I mean, I understand 
Um, like I don't movie, like him. No, I don't, I don't like, like him either. But I'm like, I understand that they, what they were going for, and it's kind of a cool concept because you click on what you want to unlock. So it's a I mean, you can't really see. I guess you guys can't see it, but it's kind of like having a little Hot Wheels car in your hand, and like to open the trunk, you click on the trunk to open up the doors or whatever. You click on the doors, like you know, it's unique in that sense. It's just I don't really like it because it looks like you're carrying around a Hot Wheels car. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there, it was just awkward to hold in my hand, right? When we yeah. had the P85D for the day, it was uh, it was a little awkward. Um, but yeah, what else do we have going on? I'm super excited to get on the track. Honestly, that's what uh, that's what I'm most excited for. Good Island video, and also if we want to string that in because we do have somewhere to stay, just make a weekend out of it and uh, find maybe a car or something to. Um, to do a feature on on the road. See, like it's um, the or car- ask them to take out one of the cars that we drive on the track on the road. The, the car scene, um, like we haven't even really done much in terms of like filming the car scene on the island. So no. like it would almost be worth like going down there for like a week. I mean, like now of course it's not our place. So, but I mean, like even to go and take a look at like an Airbnb or something like that. So you're not having to pay ridiculously amounts, yeah. high amounts for hotels, but just to go down there and just like if we had enough lined up for even like one a day. Yeah. Um, and of course, word of mouth spreads, and then you get just like up here, then it expands. But like I don't know. I mean, it's just again, it's a different market. It's the same idea as kind of working with the guys from alberta is it really gets our name out there and mm-hmm. canada we're not really well known in canada and that's the thing yeah it's like 80 yeah. percent of our audience is in the u.s so yeah. i mean you know if we're able to expand our canadian reach a bit i think that would be a great opportunity oh yeah no we've got at least minimum four or five cars that i'm already like in contact with in the on the island that are like i definitely want to film with you guys uh but it's just a matter of i mean to pay upwards of 120 130 each way just for the ferry you Plus want to, accommodations, yeah. food, gas. We're not going to make any. We're going to lose money. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that you're, if you're spending, you know, three hundred dollars on of the ferry alone, yeah. you might as well make it worth your while when you're out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like if we can find a place with food for like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars a day in mm-hmm. total. Um, so, like, you know, meals are covered, a place is covered for one hundred fifty bucks a day, and you're filming one car a day. Like that would be worth it. Um, oh, yeah. We had to put out like it's like seven hundred bucks to do a data recovery on one of our projects that got la- um, got lost, and I think we just finally made our money back on that. Oh, on the job yeah. video? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. It has a bunch of views now. That's hilarious. Like t- a year and a half later, <laughs> we made our money back on it. But like you know, That's it's funny. definitely an investment, right? You're not getting the money up front, but yeah. we're working with getting some sponsors right now. And if we keep like you know some big videos coming, especially with filming on the island and kind of expanding. Um, our audience a bit. Um, I think that you know we could easily make it profitable. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. And plus, the island has a way different car scene. It's a lot like closer, tight knit, and they have amazing driving roads because there's so much green space. Yeah, and not a lot of <clears throat> cops and people. Yeah, I mean like the in air- the right areas. Yeah, yeah, in the right areas for sure. Yeah, a little radar detector. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh man, I would love to drive. Like we're, we're just looking at an Aston Martin DB11 right now, like. Oh God, so nice. Aston Martin does a great job. They do an they do. awesome job. I, I have to say though, I'm I have seen the DB11. I wasn't the biggest fan of it when it first uh, popped up in pictures. I like it better in person. I think it's a beautiful car. But that being said, I still like the uh, the older Vanquish and the um, like a DB9. I think they just look better. It's just or a, a V12 Vantage S actually is my 
favorite Aston. But. It's just like in terms of like Aston and uh, Mercedes, I find that like Aston Martin has a little bit more of a. I mean, Mercedes is very like function based. Of course, it's uh, a yeah, driver's car and stuff like yeah. that, but it's very functional based, right? Whereas the um, I found Aston Martin does a really good job of keeping that classy businessman appearance, but at the same time have a little bit of um, you know a little bit more aggressive driver focused features involved, right? Mm. Now, of course, the luxury in like Mercedes is probably a lot better than uh, Aston Martin, but that being said, like again, in terms of like rolling up to a meeting or if you're going to like a, a board meeting or something like that, yeah. I'd much rather drive an Aston Martin than. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, any day of the week, and yeah, I'm. I think you're right about that. Well, now I think their interiors are definitely a lot better. But in terms of like you get into a Mercedes, a lot of them have massage seats, like you were oh, saying, they, and like, they're known for luxury, yes. right? Like they have. Um, Ulrich was telling me that there's like three companies in the world that are like known for having just like outrageously like you know the top three most luxurious vehicles in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes is number three. Then you have Rolls Royce, and then like Bentley or something like that. I forget what the third one was, but yeah, Mercedes was number three. Oh yeah. They're they're pretty much uh, the standard when it comes to you know big sedans, big coupes. But there's a reason why all the warlords and, and stuff like that, and like <laughs> drug dealers drive like you know yeah. in those European countries drive all the fancy bulletproof Aston Martins with like bombproof floors. And right. Yeah, yeah. Like all like all like you know people and um, political like uh, it's called politicians and stuff like that like drive the bulletproof versions of them and yeah yeah I mean, they're nice. Don't get me wrong, they're nice, but. Yeah, and hopefully we can get behind the wheel of a V8 Vantage, which is like, the it's the baby Aston, it's the cheapest Aston, um, but it is smaller than the DB11, which I like, and it's more driver-focused than, like, big, long journey. Like, I would easily take that on a 10-hour oh. drive. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the car. Yeah. <laughs> and just overall, the appearance of the car and just, like, the presence of it is a lot more impactful than just a Mercedes. I find, mm. like, Mercedes... Depending on which one it is, for the most part, looks a little bit generic, kind of like a generic sedan or w- whatever it is, right? It's not until you actually really start knowing about the car that it's like, wow, that like, you know, the engine's this, the interior's this, and yes. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas like an Aston Martin, when it pulls up, it leaves an impact. Oh yeah, uh, it's the same as a Jaguar. Jaguars, like I'm, I'm such a big fan of the Jaguar. Like I love the new ones a lot more than the old ones. Um, but like, oh man, they're so aggressive. They're clean. They're just sharp. Like again, they. Leave even impact they're definitely beautiful cars um but yeah i don't know what else we have to hit on specifically with filming uh yeah we can probably wrap it up here yeah we can wrap it up and then uh, like we have uh, we should start like um to catch up do like two uh, two podcasts a week or something like that um if our listeners are up for it and just do like 30 minute episodes even yeah and uh um, well johanna's gonna be in town this weekend okay we could always record one at my place if you want Sweet. And then um, um, sometime during the week, we should meet up with Levi and go maybe do one there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be around. But yeah, uh, anyways, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, we have some exciting stuff coming out, so we apologize if we've been a little bit distant. Or... We've just been shooting. Honestly, yeah. we've been shooting like crazy. <laughs> I actually like just started editing again yesterday, and that was like the first time I've edited in about a week. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, yeah getting back into things, but we will have some amazing stuff coming up. Yes, very exciting stuff. Um, hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, obviously, at Roads and Tra- or um, uh, YouTube.com slash Roads and Traveled. For all the YouTube stuff, roadsandtravel.com. You can get, like, hats and stuff. Uh, we've got some new hats coming out. But, yeah, anyways, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you can, actually, hit us up on iTunes. Give us, like, a rating and review because that helps us stay high in the rankings. And, How many uh, iTunes ratings do we have? Oh, I don't know. I think less than 10. Well, it depends on the Canadian store. It's different than the U.S. Right. store. Right, right. 
Um, but yeah, we've got a few. We've got an average five star rating, I believe. So, awesome. Or like four point eight. Wow. Anyways, thanks guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.